0: just in time welcome everybody it is monday night and uh my computer issues hopefully are fixed now so we'll say but it, it was uh, a lovely little ah go restart go restart uh hopefully you guys are having a much better night than i am um we are here to have some fun with all of you so uh we're also going to give you some sort of like tips or something like that i don't know I, I, it's posh <laughs> none of these we're tips gonna, <laughs> we're, we're going to argue about something we know that's for sure i, I disagree Already? Whatever it is,
1: whatever it is, I
2: disagree.
1: Oh There's too long of a story to tell behind that saying. I'll, I'll tell you guys later. John is old enough to understand, because when I tell him the show, he'll be like, oh yeah, I used to watch that show.
2: Anyways. <laughs> I, no, I'm not, I'm not that old, sorry, sorry.
1: I almost sent you something the other night, because there was a guy, and I'm gonna, this is going to tell you how, how old John is and Dan, so I want everybody to look at John and Dan's face when I say this person. And whichever one understands it will we'll go there. Saw a guy when I was DJing at the casino Saturday that I swore was um um, what was this? I just blanked on his name. Uh,
2: Foster Brooks. Oh yeah, Fo- Foster Brooks, who was part of the Dean Martin. Uh, he was one of the <laughs> dance. Wrote- See, I knew John was the only person that would get that. <laughs> that. That was part of that, and he played the the so intoxicated person. That yeah.
1: The, lo- the lovable Lush.
2: Yes, he was. This
1: dude looked just like him with beard and everything.
2: Yeah, that
1: was... Sorry, that was a tangent. Dan, what yeah, the heck are we talking about tonight? I don't know.
2: I don't know. Slut? John came up with the topic. Yeah, so tonight's topic I want to talk about uh, because with everyone heading into Vegas last week and people were... There was people who were just starting out there and they were going to the show and I'm thinking to myself, this would be a good time to discuss if you are just looking to get started as a DJ... What's the most important first steps to, uh, to do to start being a DJ or to get yourself going as a DJ? And I think we're going to come up with probably a short list of different things, but I wanted to kind of, by the time we're done, have this in a somewhat hierarchy of this is the most important part, this is like the next step, and this is the next step to your road to becoming a mobile DJ or a DJ, performing DJ.
0: My first answer is going to be a disclaimer. Should we start with that? Can I can I answer? Can I take MJ's thunder? Can I answer the first one right now for MJ?
2: <laughs> really? You you know? Run!
0: Don't do it! Just no, get out of it now!
2: No no
1: no! I'm actually giving uh, people who've made this decision. Uh, my first thought was to to be successful as a as a DJ business, you have to have DJ talent. But then I thought. Ah, that's like the last thing you need apparently from what all i've seen so my disclaimer is backwards from way i think it should be tonight so all the advice i gonna be giving you is opposite of the way i think it should be so we shall begin that
2: (laughs) so my goodness opposite oh that's gonna be great
1: (laughs) (laughs) the things that i count least important for my own career should be number one in yours
2: absolutely (laughs) so so let's 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 start out that let's kind of put put the person and we've got we've got our our little a little person here who's wanting to become a DJ. They have seen DJs perform and they're like, "Hey, I want to be that person and I want to make this as close to a full-time income as possible." They they've seen, you know, they've either been to parties and seen the DJ or maybe they've been to some clubs and they've seen DJs performing and they're they're wanting to basically make this a career. I have a question. Yes.
1: What is the difference between a DJ and a large pizza?
2: I think the answer is that a pizza will feed a family of four.
1: That's right. A large pizza will easily eat, feed a family of four.
2: Yeah, <laughs> they won't. And that's that's the unfortunate reality of the of the, uh, of the situation. Uh, you know, that's uh, a lot of. Is it
1: ninety three percent of all people who identify as a DJ do not do it full time? So that's something to look at there. I'm not saying you can't because I obviously am that person and I know people who are um, both with families and single like me. So it's any level of whatever can be done. Um, So don't let that deter you. I I think that's important to say. If you really want this, it's achievable.
2: And I I think think, one of the,
0: go ahead, Dan. I was just, you know, kind of to throw into that disclaimer there, you know, yes, I'll agree that 93% of them can't or you know don't identify not can't aren't right right, that's right yeah i I slipped when i said can't um so so 93 percent of them don't identify but there's also a large number of those i think of the survey that you were talking about that identify themselves as you know what we would classify bedroom djs who you know they do this more to hobbyist and and that kind of and that kind of direction and also you know maybe have not chosen to try and make it full-time
2: I, I think I think even to go back a little, nothing about full-time in this situation, just those who are really wanting to go and make money doing it, I think there's a percentage of people out there who love the idea of playing with the toys, and they love music, but they have absolutely no desire to go and play out to, and make money or to charge for what they do. And I think, MJ, when you had gone through that list uh, two years ago, when you or last year, whenever you and I did that, uh, one of the last times, I think that was a telling sign is that a lot of people just like to play with the gear and uh, and be the best bedroom DJ they possibly could be. And if no one ever hears them, they're okay with that.
1: Yeah, I, I can honestly tell you, someone in the, in the uh, chat just said about that they know some amazing DJs that can't make a full-time uh, go at it because of the business aspect. Um, I know some guys that like have literally won competitions in DJing, but uh, they only want to play around here or there, like John said. It's, it's not about... A full time living for them that would ruin it for them if they had to do that.
2: And I think another another area that would ruin it for some de- some out there is that they and MJ you have made reference to this is that you love a certain type of music as far as you were really yeah. into into that and that wasn't the the type of music that would pit, put food on the table. Right, you, know, you couldn't afford it, so you had to transition. And I think there's some out there who consider themselves you know purists, and I'm not gonna you know cave and go to mainstream, so they're going to continue to do. Um, whatever that 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 little genre that they like or a segment of a genre that they like so you know that you got uh some people out there that just just this is what they re- this is what they enjoy and it's not going to pay them money because no one's going to pay uh someone who plays you know just strictly this narrow of a genre of music
1: yeah no one will pay you to p- to play only
0: huey lewis
2: oh no no i'm sorry that's the big money events
0: I thought you were going to be. Uh, I thought you were at least going to be vague about it. You know the San Francisco Bay Area. You know band that. only oh, I, I didn't
1: know that's where they Minnesota. Around. like. Wow.
2: that's now, how little I care. So everyone who watched last week when Dan wasn't here, nothing was mentioned about that band. Nothing was mentioned, and now look at—we've already mentioned it like twice. Two thirds of the people on this show have talked about
0: it. I'm just. Saying. I did not mention the. I did not mention the band. I was talked talking about. It. about, about it. I was talking about um, Joey's. Casta- no, not Joey. Oh man! Now I now I went. A- the Rollers. There's was an that? old
1: reference for you.
0: <laughs> no, I was going to go from from Jesse and and the Heart Throbs or whatever from from Full House because that was the only thing I could think of from Don't San get me Francisco. Started.
1: Anyways, let, let's divert from that because we are we are so tangenting tonight.
2: So, 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 so let's, let's kind of look at this. Uh, since Carlos uh, mentions uh, the the idea of the business aspect of it, is is the idea once I've got that passion, is the most important part of it to learn the business side of the industry or learn the business side of running a small business? Is that the most critical first step that you have to have a grasp of that before you can go any farther, or let me say before you can be long-term successful at this
1: I would say in short in short it 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 at least has to be half of what you do the mentality behind it and that means in every aspect from pre-events during events after events and as we're coming into tax season, all of that kind of stuff all has it has to be there um, or you can get you can wash yourself out of the game pretty quickly.
2: Do you think, MJ, that a, a DJ, when you're getting into the business side of it, do you think that being a salesperson, knowing how to be a salesperson is import, an important skill? Or, as you were mentioning, a bookkeeper, You know, someone who can basically hang on to numbers and do that? Or- yes,
1: you have to be able to BS and lie and, and post things online like, uh, uh, I spun at such and such a club when they never spun at such and such a club. Um, been doing this for thirty years. When it's like, listen, I gave you a break ten years ago. And, and um, you're I I can name DJs that bought their Instagram followers. Um, I'm one of the few that I swear to you that I know that anybody who follows me on Instagram, I did not. They're not following me because I follow them. <laughs> so it's it's. I think it's a balance to be successful long term. I, I think with at least with the club scene, a lot of the guys who get into that don't care about business because they're not claiming their cash. Sure. They have a day job, and very few of them claim anything at all. Um, so there's a level that can be skated around on that. But still, if you want to do it full-time long-term, uh, you're going to have to show an income and pay taxes on that income somehow. Right. You know, it, uh, There has to be write-offs. There has to be depreciation of equipment, all these things that you, you don't want to think about as a DJ because you just want to go – kill it hashtag killing it um, that that there's a lot in there that that's, um it's just not fun I'm sorry it's just not at least for me it's not but I think it has there has to be a balance to make it long term
0: mm-hmm.
1: on some level whatever percentage you want to call it Dan what do you think
0: percentage wise I don't know um, I don't know percentage wise I, I I would I would definitely say that it's something that you need to get a decent handle on early on in, in this situation. I I will say that I don't think it was one of the things that I started out. I know I didn't start out the right way. I, I think I had a great mind for numbers because of the math side, but from a business side, no, I just knew because, and, and also somewhat because of where I was at, that I couldn't spend money that I didn't have. And so that was, you know, that was an upbringing that I had. So you can call that business sense or you can call it something else. But uh, it it was one of those things where I knew I was not going to spend money I didn't have. So as a result, I lacked all that other area, but I never let it take me under. I, I made sure the business paid for anything that I bought. Now, I was also not able to sustain a living off of it. And so what it was bringing me was very little until I started to have a better understanding of oh you mean i you mean i should I should definitely pay myself you know before I decide to buy the next gear that's ten thousand dollars you know like having that better that better working uh working network with that and and of course you know all i mean when we talk about business there's you know it could be a missed list a mile long of just all the pieces there that you need to have as m j was talking about. Yeah, I, I know some of it was tongue in cheek because we know of of DJs who do that, and and you know it is a you know buying those Instagram followers and all those other things, and obviously it works. Be, you know, not saying we condone it, but saying it does work. Uh, but kind of on that other side is the networking. I mean, we've talked multiple times about making those connections with DJs that are in the area, making you know if we're talking about the mobile side, making connections with the DJs, making connections with. um corporate groups to, to, you know, because if you do decide you're going to do this full time and you do decide you want to run with it, you know, weekday money is where you're going to find a lot of your extra income that's going to, that's going to pad the pocket that you would not have thought about otherwise. It's not always about the clubs. It's not always about the weddings. It's oftentimes about the corporate or daytime money and networking is where you're really going to start to ease your way into that world a lot quicker.
2: So Dan, when you when you mentioned when you first started, of course, you got to that epiphany moment where you started to figure out that hey, I need to pay myself to be able to buy the next round of gear, whatever. However, you st- said that during those early years, how much of of your business do you think you were you were have to, you were basically having to fund other people's parties because you were pulling money from your other job to fund? At that time, what it would have been a DJ hobby to a point.
0: Um. I don't think I was ever to that standpoint. Um and and you know the downside was I was not a very good bookkeeper. So I was not in that frame of mind. But I also know I was very stringent on what I was willing to spend, what I was willing to go out and buy, what I was willing to do. Now, obviously when I got started, that you know that was the other side. You know when you got started, you have to pull the money from somewhere right? Yep. Um, so that that was the early on but I, I was fortunate enough that I got started when I was in college so I actually worked one summer at a local I think it was a Perkins and, and all the money that I pulled that's what I used to buy my first system sure. and then and then you know for the longest time it really was just kind of there it was something I got to play with it was something I got to use but it wasn't until I started doing events um, in kind of a more consistent standpoint that I go oh well now I need to replace this now I need to replace that. And, you know, early on in the career, music was, for at the time that I was doing it, it was very easy to come by with Napster. So, um, you know, <laughs> back in that day, yes, th- listen, the, the, uh, the, the time for them to come after me, that I think is fast. And those music okay. files are long gone. But um, at the time, you know, I wasn't really having to spend money for things like that. Um, you know, so, so it was definitely a different, different animal you know for for what I was doing, I wasn't pulling money from personal to buy new stuff
1: can i can I tap on this subject a second before we move on to something yeah. else? I want all of us to mention some things that most people don't think about that you have to consider part of the business side because I think there's so much of this i I would almost say that it's seventy five percent business twenty five probably twenty percent um, DJing, five percent, having fun, <laughs> because I just think there's so much that's consumed that people don't think about before and after. Like the, one of the things that came to my mind is how much time, money, and effort do you spend on just contracts? Now, nowadays it can be digital, but it used to be paper, mailing, receiving, chasing after. Because to me, chasing after someone to sign a contract is not DJing. So that's time you're not spending DJing. So let's let's name some things like that that people don't really think of that um, are part of the business side of things. That's why I think it's so important because there's so much to it: scheduling events, returning phone calls, um, emails. What think, uh, what else you, jumps in your mind?
2: I think one of the big ones that we used to do, and probably and maybe because I've been here so long, I don't do it anymore as much, or maybe it's not a thing anymore is that researching of the <coughs> excuse me the researching of the competition in your area when the old phone books would come out we'd open up to the yellow pages and go through and check out and then go to when websites you know it's like ooh from the yellow pages to the website we could go in and check out the competition and in some cases get an idea of you know where they were rates and what they were they they were offering. I, I think that that whole idea of researching your market, um, I don't know if that's a, that's as much of a thing with a lot of uh, younger DJs because...
1: You I, online stalk people now.
2: There's some of that, no question about it. Yeah, it's, think,
1: it's not the paper. It's it's yeah, same same mindset, yeah.
2: But, I, but I, I don't even know if it is truly on that. They might find, but I think they, from what I'm talking to, you know, people who are getting started, they've seen somebody or they've seen a couple of DJs and they're like, okay, I can do better than that. And then they go off and they, they're going to, they jump right into it and they're into it so quickly because they've gotten a couple of, vfw type gigs and the next thing you know they're working and doing these 50 dollars every friday and saturday night shows so so intently that they don't have time to uh, to to research and and do that type of stuff so i i don't know if it's if the younger under 25 you know do that or if that's just not a thing anymore but that research was something that used to be really big with us uh, to be able to do that and i know some companies that used to hire <laughs> hire uh, uh Hire some uh, gals from college to go and call and pretend they were having a wedding, and they would go and call everybody in the market. Uh, yeah, that happened quite a few times in the early days of map DJ.
0: I don't think it's a, as much of a thing, and I think a lot of that—not not the research part. I think the the spending time in the cold calls and and you know, faking who you are or mm-hmm. paying someone to you know pretend to be somebody else, because for w- without too much problem, there there's the quickest way that you can find it is to jump into any. DJ Facebook group that there is and just say hey i'm charging this what did what should i be charging and like you'll get 80,000 responses and they'll all be wrong because they're not your business but it is this idea that DJs will jump to that or people will jump to, into that idea of just throwing this out there so they don't have to research the guy that's up the street they don't have to find out what that area is charging because they'll just ask everybody um or if they do spend some time, you mentioned the websites, it's very easy for us to just go on and search around and might might not find the guy up the streets numbers, but I can find the one that's, you know, five miles away. Sure. You know, because somebody decides that they're gonna put their prices online. And if you have enough people, you at least get that quick sense. So I don't think the ones that are initially starting out do it because like I said, I don't think they're putting enough thought into it. But I'd say the ones that have the long-term goal definitely do and the ones that have been in it for i would say probably after about a year you know of doing those friday and saturday they go "Hmm, there's got to be more to this yeah like i've seen so and so there's got to be more like like how are they having the funds to do this so there's got to be more to something and that's where then they start asking either directly or or again throwing it into a facebook group
1: all right, so that's not DJing. That's that's part of the research. Some some other things. Because like I said, I think this is so important that we talk about these things that have nothing to do with going out and DJing that you have to follow up on: business cards, stickers, making, taking time to make flyers, to make edits, to download music, to to uh, uh, keep your equipment up to date, repairs, um, uh, backup stuff, a whole backup system, um, just things that are all part of. The DJ stuff, like DJ event planner, the cost of it, the time on it, um, all these things. Like, what else jumps out there that in the business that you guys do? Because I'm telling you, I think there's so much of the business side that's necessary to make it long term. I really do. It's 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 it almost killed me from doing it full time.
0: Well, I I would say, and and this is and this is where I, I this is where I want to like bite my tongue a little bit on this because. I think it's very easy for us to to look at that, and and we can look at the grand scale, and exactly like you're saying, MJ. I mean, we could we could make this a month load of of topics to, to cross all those all those lists. Um, I just want to mention them so that they're yeah. in people's mind. Right. I just I, I'm fearful that also this people that are starting out will hear this and go, oh my gosh, I have to have all this before I start, and I don't think that's necessarily the case. However, as you said, you mentioned it. I think it's something they do have to keep. You In you need mindset. to know it's
1: there because when it yeah. comes and hits you head on, it will not it will knock you off your feet. I'm telling you, there are sure. things that you never thought that were a part that have to be a part of your every day, that have nothing to do with having fun DJing. I think nothing.
2: One of those areas would be getting your business set up, getting your assumed name set up. Like, oh,
1: that's tax ID. Yeah, yeah Go ahead.
2: All of, yeah, because you've got to. You, you have to apply for a tax ID number. Even if you don't have employees, you're still going to need an EIN number at some point in time, nope. most likely. Um, as if you're going to do an assumed name, you need to have that. If you're going to set up a corporation of some sort, an LLC, you need to do that with your, your uh, the states in which you live. And then if there's any local licenses, you need to do that. And then you have to look at uh, protecting yourself and your assets, which means getting insurance and things. So just some of the, the boring... Kind of kind of the yeah, things
1: bank account yep. deb- and debit card to track your business expenses so you're not saving every single you know uh, uh receipt you know that that was one of the big things for me is that if, uh, everything that has to do with business is done on the debit card so that at the end of the year I can just look at the debit card and what I spent yep. I don't have to save anything um but I just think there's a lot gap mileage is another thing that kicks my butt every year trying to track my mileage oh for sure You know, uh, these are all things that people don't think about. You think, I'm just going to go DJ. And then you hit a year into it and you're like, what, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: what?
0: (laughs) I would also say there's a lot of, there's a lot of features out there that, and a lot of programs out there that will help you to be able to track, whether it's expenses, whether it is the contract thing that you mentioned. I mean, one of the things that you're right. I used to spend a ton of time on contracts. and, And when I got started, it was, you know, we were using snail mailed ideas. So it was like, you're sending them out. And then you're crossing your fingers that they're you know that they didn't change their mind that it didn't get lost in the mail um, something like that and then I go okay now we go to now I go to P, you know now I was going to PDF so now I was able to send them out as attachments and so that shortened up some of the time I knew it was getting to them because they could instantly confirm hey I got it and then now but yet they were still having to sign it and send it back so now it's like okay now again. I'm waiting on them. I know they got it, but how long until they send it? How long until I get it back? But now you've got things like DJ Event Planner as well as the other ones that are out there. And and they're focusing on this idea. I mean, you've got e-signatures and everything else. I have a contract, which... So when a couple contacts me, they put their information in of what they're looking for. In our back and forth email, so there is there is time that you're spending in contact, whether it's email, text messaging, phone calls, whatever, most likely it's going to be digital communication of some sort though. Um, and that back and forth, I fill out, they give me that more information. Anytime I get more information, I drop it into my LMS or or, sorry, teaching thing there for a second, my CMS. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, so, so help, you know, drop it into that. And then all I have to do is say, Hey, I want a contract. I click send contract and I'm done. Mm -hmm. And everything else from there is done. I don't have to hassle. I don't have to go after it. I've got, you know, there, there's email programs and drip programs set up to basically, if they don't respond within three days, they get an email. Hey, what's going on? They haven't responded in a week. Hey, your time is almost up. By the end of two weeks, your contract's done. Sorry. You're like, we're going to be moving on if you don't contact us. So there's a lot of those things, but those things take time. They take one of two things. They either take time to set up or they take money for somebody else to set it up. Um, and, and here's the great thing that I will say is, you know, if you're starting out, you know, this isn't necessarily something we've talked about, but look for those people that are going to save you time. I cannot express how many hours and hours and hours I spent on a website trying to create it, trying to make it look good. And I'm not a website person. And after it was all said and done, it didn't look like it should have because I'm not a website person. Until I finally realized that if I paid somebody to do it, it was going to be better in the end. And it's so, it, it, even if it's just the stress level is gone. Now, if you're a website heard, person, that's fine.
1: I heard Anthony Robbins talking about it this way. He goes, You can't, you're only given so much time in life, you know, but you can buy time. And people are like, What do you mean you can buy time? The time you're, like you said, I time spending on the website, I can pay someone to do the website. You might go like me, where I'm uh, right before the show, I was talking about how much time I've been spending redoing the websites. For me, that's kind of fun. So I have to admit, I do enjoy a lot of that. But um, I could look at that and go, I could pay someone else to do that. And I would have all this time to work on other ways to make money and do stuff. I could spend this time just being creative. So that is something that you do have to evaluate in your business is how much are you going to outsource to buy yourself time to do whether it be more business or stuff you love right family whatever yeah buy time pay someone to mow your lawn
2: stuff like that buy time i think i think that really gets down to and this is this could be again another another show is the whole concept of figuring out which processes give you the greatest financial return for what you're doing if it's something that you're doing that's busy work and you're you know the your value of doing that. Isn't that great? It might be something to farm out as MJ is doing and or is suggesting and, and hiring someone to do it. Or if it's something that is like you're good at sales and you're when you are the one out doing sales, you can say that I make a lot of money per hour by doing sales. Then that's obviously something that you wouldn't farm out uh, type of a situation. And I think, uh, that, that concept when you really sit down and figure out that, okay, my day of going through and, and doing this is I, I there's very little money that I can make. It has to be done, but I don't make any money really off that. But I can make a lot of money doing these tasks over here. Well I'm gonna focus on this and try to farm these types of tasks out and it can be very successful for people.
1: Yeah. What else is on your list, John?
2: Well let's jump into let's kinda of put the business stuff aside. I think that's very important and I think it one of the things that we, we, we'll probably all agree on is that when you first start, that's not the exciting part. This is the part that's that you. It's going to slap you up the side of the head at some point. Does it
1: ever become the fun part? If it, anybody out there considers it, does, it fun,
2: let me know. It does. When is it is
0: when that paycheck keeps coming in. Yeah, you right. have to put the money into that account, or you snapshot it and it goes into the account, and you see that, and you see the numbers go up. That's exciting.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That that's very, very first, the very first time you do, and you're like. Wow, I've made you know I've, I've, I'm now into six digits that I've made with my company. That was that's pretty exciting stuff. Um, it's just that process uh, you know, of the money and where that goes when it comes to the business side of it. Mm-hmm. But let's talk a little bit about about performance, and uh, and I, I want to look at two areas. Uh, one is the actual performing with music, and then the second area is knowledge of music. And I want to have those as two different things because I think in the knowledge of music, meaning a more of a general knowledge for understanding what's going to, you know, what different groups will like, you know, I can look at a room and say, okay, I think that these people are going to the here's some things I could try based on looking at this room, compared to performance with music, where you're taking the kind of music that fits into what you like, and playing it back, whether it's things that you can mix with, whatever. being good with this or being good with your your knowledge of music, which one would be more important? Do you think? I'm not. I, explain
1: that again. I, so, I think so I'm that your knowledge of music.
2: So, I, I look at someone who. Let's go back to the performance side of it. The performance of music. They like a certain genre of music. They're really good at well, mixing that certain genre of music or that type well, of. A music. Perform, there's a there's a
1: performer that. To me, when you say performer, that means nothing more than your skills and abilities to keep the crowd involved and then the music is knowledge of what the tools you're using
2: i i think that yeah that what you mean the the knowledge the music i i know a lot of different i know what the genres i know you know that 40 year olds are going to like most likely these would be some songs i would try with a 40 year old crowd these would be the that you know the 30 year old women would like i i have that knowledge of music and how it would work with a crowd because of whatever experience Right. Compared to, I know how to beat mix, and I'm really good at beat mixing, because I really like to do drum and bass, beat mixing, and that's what I'm really good at. Well, that, See,
1: that, that's where I think the things are a little off, because when you're talking about, when you go to a specific style, I do not see talent as a specific style. Talent is talent, is talent is talent. Having a favorite kind of music and DJing something else is still, you know, what are you doing with your talent, but you also can have the knowledge of what works. But so I, I, I don't I don't think there's I don't think you can put talent in a specific genre unless that's what you're talking about. It's knowledge, no, knowledge
0: in a genre. I think what John's getting at, if I'm if I'm understanding correctly, because I I kind of with you is MJ, I kinda of went, what for a second? Um I think the question is then which is which is more important? This and this is what this has been kind of one of those age old questions that we, we see. Is it better to be better at music programming? That would be your knowledge side, or to be a better mixer, in other words, performance side,
2: which think, you think yeah. becomes more
0: important. Uh, Am I uh, right, John?
2: Yeah, that, that's really it. Okay. I mean, that, you've, you made it much simpler. I mean, I could spend another 15 minutes trying to explain <laughs> it. Yeah, that's pretty much it.
1: Uh, I know everybody's going to say one thing. They're all going to say it's better to be a music programmer. But to me, I've seen guys who are music programmers, great choices. They can't keep the crowd engaged. They'll keep them engaged while the song is playing, and then when they change songs it dies down people leave the floor they have to build back up again where someone who's kind of okay can take that crowd and drive it 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 and drive it, and drive it, and drive it and never let it go with their skills and abilities so to me i think it's even i do i would not want to be all one or the other by never cuz i think you'll fail both ways
0: i think it kind of depends upon your I think it depends upon where where you're planning to play and there's also when it comes to the startup Right. So so for example, I believe that the that the knowledge side, the, the music program side, it when you are starting out, that is more important than your skills. Now get, keep in mind difference in where we're playing. MJ's talking about talking about bar club I'm talking
1: right? about anything because you can walk into a wedding and have all the great songs and cut them short, not not know where to put them at, stuff like that. That all you'll just fail.
0: Well, but I th- I think the I think the where to put them at kind of falls into that knowledge of knowledge of recognizing and knowing your music of what's going to work and what's going to work in succession and the where that comes from is through observation Uh, you know finding a way to make sure that you are apprenticing or going along with a buddy or there goes that networking again to to be pulled along to say hey i want i want to learn you know, I want to learn some of this piece and be able to understand, it, especially what about the a-
1: whole generation now that goes out and buys playlists and just goes off the playlist and nothing else and have successful careers at that, at weddings. What they about have it? no knowledge. Okay. So they're down to what they have and their ability to play. And that's well, a large portion of the DJ audience out there.
0: Yeah. But in this, in the same respect, who's now there was still knowledge that was there that created that in the first place.
1: I don't consider that knowledge.
0: Well, you I can, consider it a I can playlist. I agree. 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 But yeah. it was a playlist that was created in a certain way. Now, again, starting out, I believe that the knowledge is going to be the, the place to go. Because from a mobile standpoint, when you're starting out, not typically, you're not taking events where people are expecting you to suddenly become this master mixer that, that, that they've had experience with.
1: Again, people talk about the mixing level. To me, it's just... I've seen wedding DJs, I've seen club DJs, I've seen birthday DJs, uh, background DJs all mix. Okay? And I don't consider them talented. So when you're talking about talent versus mixing, beat matching isn't talent that's every day that's elementary dj so just beat matching is not talent i don't think i said talent if i did I'd em- i'm okay. wrong i because, meant skill because if you're saying have the ability to beat match or choose picking the best songs pick the best songs because just beat matching doesn't really matter because anybody with a finger that can press the sync button can do that john's favorite program called Megaseg can do that. You can pay for that ability.
2: There. So I want it to be known that last week Dan wasn't on the show. (laughs) There wasn't anything mentioned about a band from San Francisco or about the most incredible Mac software there ever was.
0: And I will have you know that it was MJ who brought up both of them.
2: (laughs) I'm I'm just saying. Dan, you made me do it. I I know, but but you know,
1: we could beat this horse all day because it's we could.
2: But I think I think I, that, that Dan made a you know we talking about or you guys you guys have been talking back and forth about that knowledge and that specifically buying of those playlists. I think this is a different time where we we got lucky for a period of time where we could go and buy the Mobile Beat Top 200, and we had that. And all of a sudden, our our music knowledge was more uniform across the industry because we all knew that. These were some of the, supposed to be some of the best songs out there, but I think that there's enough playlists out there right now. And I mean, I even with Michael, he's gone and he he's done some events where he's taken some of my folders, and he they were like, "Can you play some older country?" And he really didn't know what he was doing, and he picked out some of the songs that I had that I had highlighted in that uh, country folder, and they came up and they thought he was a great country DJ. Part of it was that he found songs that he could yeah. mix in, and uh, and basically did a nice job of making it a good mix. And part of it was it being the right song, but it wasn't his knowledge of it being the right song. It was more of a luck of the draw, luck of the choice, and then what he could do with that song in relation to the others.
0: We talked about we talked about outsourcing different parts of our business. That's Absolutely. outsourcing right. the knowledge, very much. So. Absolutely, yeah. To get
2: started, Absolutely. I think I think that really is something. Is that uh, yeah. the understanding of, of how songs work? You know, basic uh, music music theory. Uh, I think it's is kind of important but I would almost contend that because of there being so many lists out there that you could just focus on utilizing your gear. How can I make this controller do some of the things that I want it to do and then I can I can learn more about music later. I mean I can find out about 70s songs, you know. Yeah. Too much. I don't need to know. About- I could have
1: I could have a successful night of DJing in any place you put me. By one grabbing some playlists that people paying for them. It could be through what's what's the one um crate hackers. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Paying for that. Virtual also offers uh Genius DJ which you can drag a song in there and it will tell you what other people have played next after it and you nice. can keep that sub genre. I can take that ability and put it with Virtual's auto mix or Mega Seg's auto mix and do a whole night like that and be successful, because I honestly believe, and DJs will fight me till the end of the world on this, and I'm not talking about MCs, the ability to talk to a crowd, I'm talking about just this skill ability, that my skill and abilities are not going to be as important in the future as they are now, because the machines will be doing it for the people, yep. and the people hiring them will be as happy with them as they would with me, and again, I'm not talking about picking up a mic and talking on the mic.
2: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed.
1: So, yeah. wow, we agreed on something.
2: And that's, that's I, I agree
1: that you have a nice balance behind you, Dan. We've been talking about Dan's balance behind him, and I love it. Really? Because it's,
0: it's off, off, like from where I'm it's sitting, slightly
1: off problem. compared to where you had it before. I'm so. sitting, and
0: it's. he's not
2: liking it. It's
1: off. It's all right. It's better though. So gr- good yeah, job. We're getting, I like we're getting there. Yeah. So, uh, I, John, I. That's a tough one. Again, if we're talking about a twenty-something wanting to start a business. I would I would tell them first to get your music together. You know, have good playlists, whether you get them from somebody else or not, you know, to where that stuff you can fall back on. Because sure. push comes to shove. If you can fall you have stuff to fall back on like that, that's gonna save you a lot.
0: You oh know? yeah, for sure. I but I and this is, I think part of the thing that that is irks me, and this is this is the what's been there for, for years and, and it and it every once in a while it pops up where you know it's a new it's a new genre it's a new type of event it's a new whatever and oh by the way it's coming up in 2 days and and i need all the songs that you can give me yeah to me I, I don't care whether you're paying for a playlist or not like to me you're doing a disservice to who you are to your business to to the others that take this seriously and and you know have fun with it but take it seriously because if you're just you know, not putting any care into it. The fact that it's coming up that close and oh yeah, it's a son. It's something you've never done before. And oh yeah. You want everybody else to do your research for you. Like, come on. Sorry. Get off my lawn. Yeah.
2: I was going to say, yeah, it's it's, it's going to be
1: there. It's going to be there in the future. And that's all there is. Oh, I
0: know. It's not going to go. Yeah.
1: That's why I say all this work – the other part of it is the easy ability to get songs. Another friend of mine talked about how much effort he has put in his lifetime to gathering his music library, and now someone could go out and just buy
2: a
0: hard drive from somebody. You know, He said that ticks him off.
2: (laughs) I don't even know how many people – Yeah, go ahead.
0: I was going to say, I I still remember – now, this was a couple years ago. I had a friend of mine who who, – when he got married – they they couldn't afford me. So so they hired somebody who played their music off of iTunes to the point that it would stop like in between every track. Um, and, and so just kind of that craziness. And so just just kind of that mentality of of going there. And yet there are people who I'm sure DJ off of Spotify just that same way. Yeah. And so it's that same ease of access. It's the same ease, ease of, of, you know, peace. And, you know, you, you don't have to worry about the ads popping up on YouTube.
2: And again, with some of those lists, you get some of those, it, taking the top 200 here, to whatever the different ones are, you can compile that, those lists into about 1,000 songs. And yes, it would cost you $1,000, but that $1,000 of, of iTunes purchases would probably cover 90%, 95% of your shows. If not hundred percent so it's it's uh the whole the whole music thing you know the thousands and thousands of dollars that we've invested in our music is kind of irrelevant uh unfortunately where we are today so that would be something
1: we agree on that isn't as the, the talent and the music knowledge isn't as important as having it in having a, li- <laughs> a list, is that what we're saying?
2: with this, I really, I really, unfortunately, think so. I think that a, a list, uh, a good curated list, uh, whether it's from a a, a friend or something you purchased, yeah. Um, yeah. is is really important. And then yeah. I, even myself, I mean, I and, and MG you've talked about this. Is you've got your folders and you've got your methodologies of creating your list digitally on on there. So when you are having those nights where you're looking for something and you can just go and find it. And that's really what ultimately those music lists are. Is that I'm looking for something from the '70s, and I can go looking at my my '70s list or '70s folder, and find it. If I didn't know anything about the '70s, I could get a list from a video. You know, Brian and I did. Uh, we did a video on on '70s things, and if you took all those songs and put them in a folder, you're bound to find one that doesn't suck. Maybe, maybe.
0: But but in, in the same respect, some of the some of those lists, you know again my my issue is taking one of those lists and displaying it beginning to end. I know what you're saying yeah, there's a point
1: right. where where it's gonna bubble up and get you yeah
0: right but but the the idea is also you know having having the list of, of something like you know the research where it's the top 200s or it's you know th- watching uh watching john and Brian's show or something like that you've you've got these that's your research, right I mean I mean think about it like you know I'm not versed in 70s music, right. I, I know some 70 music and as I've done my, you know, built my career and stuff like that, I've dipped into it more and I've looked up more and, and I've, you know, I've taken some of those top 50 from, you know, DJ event planner, like the list that they would put out and I'm like, oh, all right, perfect. Now I know some stuff from that genre right. uh, or from that decade. Um, but that, become, that becomes, you know, for, especially if you're not in, if you've never lived in it, that becomes your research, you got to start somewhere so so finding folders of of music i think is definitely a a place to begin
2: and and let's use this as a segue to our last little part uh research and and continuing education where do you think that falls in for the importance of djs getting started is this something Uh, they should be striving to do or is this something that should happen down the road farther
1: All of us being education graduates are probably going to say it's important, but I've seen both. I've seen how education in the DJ world makes someone fresh, relevant, and making money right and left, but I've also seen guys who do the same thing over and over and make a lot of money. So I don't know on that one if I were to pick one or the other. I would. I personally would tell you always try to learn more in all aspects, business, mixing, music, everything, but... I can honest. I can literally tell you guys that multiple weddings a week year round, buku money. No change in their life. They don't use a controller. They don't mix. They don't anything. Yeah. So
0: And I I don't think it's I don't think it's one of those things that's necessary, right? So so exactly as MJ said, there's there's people out there who have had a very successful career in in both avenues, and and I think it also kind of depends upon the type of person you are. So for example, if you're a very out of the box type of thinker. On your own, you may never have to reach out to anybody to learn much of. You know, where do a lot of people learn? It's in the context of hearing somebody's idea and saying, "Okay, I'm not going to copy that word for word, but I'm going to take that idea and now I'm going to make it mine and make it better, at least for me, and, and do it, you know making those tweaks to it. So it's definitely one of those things that. I believe if you want to make yourself better, if you want to improve where you're at, and, and in my viewpoint, I also feel like you're taking more pride in what you're doing, you're going to put that time in, that education side, to learn about doing something better. Not to learn about doing it their way, but to learn from their mistakes, which is also a benefit to those things, but also to, to make it tweaked up better and, and to, to improve where you're at. And, and I think long-term, you're going to have a more fulfilling career because you can take more pride in it.
2: I'm agreeing with that. I would agree too. I think that was good. Wow, we ended on an agreement. I know, and I, I don't know if I want to go any farther. So I think we're going to wrap up <laughs> this show. Um, let's see. So uh, when we're down here tonight, uh, I think Holly and the crew are going to be getting things going here in a little bit in the chill room, djntv.com/chill. They do a recording for about the first 20 minutes to a half hour. And then after that, it opens up into the kind of the hallway talk. Uh, kind of the things you would have seen last week in Las Vegas, t- the chat and hallway. They do that each and every Wednesday, Wednesday, Monday night at 10 o'clock Eastern. And then Tuesday night at 10 o'clock Eastern, Brian and Jay and Howie uh, do, do the same kind of a music chat show. And then they talk uh, talk a little bit after that. Next Monday night. We're going to be doing something during our show we're going to be giving away the february 2022 edition uh nlfx gift certificate for those who got the disc Jockey news the new and i i don't even have one in here uh the new print edition went out in february and a lot of people are, uh, are they've got it and we had a contest dg the hashtag djn returns uh hashtag uh, contest and people are taking a picture. They have to be taking, reading the paper, and taking a selfie of that, and then ha- tag it with the uh, DJ and Returns with the hashtag DJ and Returns. We've got, I think, a couple of dozen who have already uh, put that on social media, and that enters you into the drawing we're going to be doing next Monday night. We're going to be giving away this month a hundred dollar gift certificate to NLFX, so you can use that to buy cables or put it towards a speaker, whatever you want to do. But we'll be doing that uh, live on our show next Monday night. So if you didn't get the paper. You can go out to djnTVtraining.com, and you'll see on there. Uh, there, I think the uh, the editions there, and you can go and actually find it. Or actually, to the best way to do it, we've got lots of lots of links. This is the one, and I'll actually put this one into the chat here: djntvcom slash february, february 2022. That'll take you right to the paper. Go there, and you'll have to sign up if you're in. And it's a free level. Sign up for the free level. You just need to be. It's behind behind the sign up wall. Go there and print out the front page, and you can take a picture of you holding it, holding the the the, the thing. And uh, as long as we can see that you've got the front page there, and take that picture, do the hashtag thing, and then that'll enter you into next Monday's contest. So djntv.com slash February 2022.
1: I'm gonna Photoshop one. <laughs> Like all the DJs out there that do these review shows on YouTube and say, oh, look, I got the newest thing or got that, and they Photoshop themselves with it and then lie about it. So that takes me into Wednesday night, John. I'm going to do a show that I'm going to attempt something new. So normally I do the music and mixing show with ask me questions, you know, question Q&A. So the first half of the show is not going to be Q&A. It's going to be instead of asking me questions, you're going to ask me my opinion on things. Oh, boy. The second half, I'll answer questions. But the first half, I want to see if this is something that works at all. But if you're going to ask my opinion. So, those who are watching tonight, please, I, I'll put a flyer out, but it's ask my opinion night.
0: So, when it, you only need one, one, uh, one question of your opinion, and there's your hour show. And there's, the, oh, well, there's gonna be
2: the, the disclaimers the before disclaimer, the in the middle of the discussion disclaimer, and the end disclaimer. Mm-hmm. So, you got to put all this together.
1: No, the disclaimer is going to be you tuned in here voluntarily. All on your head.
2: <laughs> it's all on you, man. You, you tuned in. Um,
1: Wednesday, 9 p.m., right here, only on Just Shockey News TV.
2: That sounds good. Other than that, Dan, I think it's time to take it home.
0: All right. Well, thank you very much for taking time out of your night to come out and join us, um, or if you're watching it you know, later on. You spent the time. You put in the effort to learn about being better you. So thank you very much for that. Have yourself a great one.